But I want to share with you just a quick thought um, today to challenge what needs are in this place today. Because every person in here today, no matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, every person in here today has a need. Don't be fooled by the people you see here today, by what they may be wearing or the way they're carrying themselves. Every person in here today needs Jesus. We often say don't judge a book by its cover, but often we find ourselves judging others by what we see on the outside. And therefore, because someone drives a better car or has better clothes, or lives in a bigger house, we think that they don't have needs. But understand that every person in here today, as already has been said, deep down inside, we are people, and people need God. I want to draw your attention really quickly to a passage of Scripture, a great story. I wish I could go into the depths of it today, but I don't. So I'm just going to briefly read you the, the account. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21 says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, Matthew describes her as a woman of Canaan. Mark tells us that she was a Syrophoenician woman. Bottom line is she was a Gentile. That's the key part of why this is important. So a Gentile woman came from that region and cried out to him, meaning Jesus, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed with a demon, or demon-possessed. What's interesting here, that if you understand the language in which the Bible is written, this part of the Bible was written in Greek and Aramaic, and in that language, the connotation that is given to this woman's asking or her crying was that it wasn't simply a one uh, one-time petition, that apparently she was continually asking. We don't know, it's not given here, but from what we can piece together, that is she was probably following Jesus for a little while, asking Jesus, hey, what about my daughter? Hey, what about my daughter? Hey, Jesus, what about my daughter? I've got a daughter, she's demon-possessed. This wasn't just one time But this is repeated asking. But here's the point. What's interesting, verse 23 says, But Jesus answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Meaning she's kind of getting on his nerves. That's what's kind of sad today. This is a side note. But too many times we, the church lets the needy get on their nerves. Call it what it is, right? We don't have time for that. We don't have a place for that. That's not the place here for that. And so instead of the sin of the needy to Jesus, we send the needy away from Jesus. And so the disciples with all their humanity said, send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now, I have to admit to you that if I said today that you're a dog, every one of you would probably get out and leave. I'm not talking about like, what's up, dog? I'm talking about just calling you a dog. 
If I said to you, you're a dog, you would leave. But this woman was in such peril and in such need that even her racial diversity, her cultural diversity, and even though the fact that Jesus said, it's not time for me to visit you, and turning and calling her a dog, even that could not stop her. And she said one of the most powerful rebuttals in all of Scripture. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. For the next about five minutes, I'm going to preach to you a crummy message. Because here's the point. Today, everybody's looking for bread but all you need is a crumb. Because here's the point. It's not the amount that matters. It's whose table you're eating off of that matters. You see, you can come to my house today and you can eat all the bread you want, but in just a little while, you're going to be hungry again because I may be able to meet your natural need, but I cannot meet your spiritual need. But when it comes to eating off the table of Jesus, all you need is a crumb. You don't need something elaborate. We're in a school cafeteria. It's not elaborate. We don't have elaborate things to offer. All we have to offer is a crumb. But all you need today for the need that you brought in this place today is a crumb. You don't need fancy lights. You don't need fancy music. You don't need fancy preaching and speaking. Because wherever Jesus has a table, all you need off that table is a crumb. When we talk about what we've come here today, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about natural need. You're going to get to fill your natural belly. But coming here today was not just simply an appeal to the natural part of multicultural. It's not here to appeal to the natural part of the Filipinos or the Spanish or the Korean or the Africans or whatever other cultures represented here today. It's the fact of the matter is, when we all come together, we are all body, soul, and spirit. Our body may be from another culture but our spirit still cries to but one culture Lord have mercy on us we need you more than anything whether you say it in English, Spanish, Korean it doesn't matter it's whose table we're eating off of today If you've got a need here today you don't need to eat off a fancy table all you need is a crumb It just depends on how hungry you are. Because you know what? Let's be honest. When you're not hungry, you can be picky. You can want fine linen and fine china and just have your meat prepared just like you want and have all the fixing seasoned just like you want. And every person in here today has a different palate and prefers just a slightly different way to eat your food. We have people that like it well done and we have people that like it still mooing and we all still like it. We have people that like seasoned with this. We have people like seasoned with that. You'd be like my father. You can put salt on it, but he, before he eats it, he's going to add more salt. He don't even worry about tasting it. He likes his food with salt. Everybody in here likes it different. But if you're hungry... You don't ask how it's cooked. 
When you're hungry, you don't ask how it's seasoned. When you're hungry, you don't ask, do I like it or not? When you're hungry, it doesn't matter what it is. When you're hungry, it's just the fact that I've got a need and I know this will satisfy me. So if you're here today just to try out a church or just to see, do I like this church? I have to be honest with you. You may walk here going, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. That's fine. But you see, when you're hungry, it doesn't matter what they have. The matter is, is Jesus here? It doesn't matter if the fact that we're in a cafeteria or we're in a cathedral. The matter is, I've walked in cathedrals where I couldn't find Jesus. And I've walked into prisons where I found Him. I've walked into beautiful edifices where I couldn't find Jesus under a pew. But I've stood under a tree in Africa where they had music with just a tin pot. Where they banged on a tin pot. But in the middle of the village, I saw some Africans begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Right in the middle of the village. In just a few moments, they just began to dance when Jesus came down in that place. Don't get caught up on the table. Don't get caught up on what, what has the table. Just ask, whose table does this belong to? Because if this table belongs to Jesus, then I know that I, whatever's on that table is going to fulfill my soul. So the fact of the matter is today, just know that at this table, it's about Jesus. At this table, it's about Jesus. So if you're here today, I've got an answer for your need. Just get a crumb off the master's table. You don't need anything bigger than a crumb. All you need is just a crumb. I've stood. It's beautiful. I've, I, the Lord has blessed me tremendously. I don't say that to be boastful. I just say it out of true blessing. I didn't ask for it. God has blessed me. I've had the opportunity to go all over the world. I've had the opportunity to preach in many different locations, in many different settings, many different people. It's been such an honor, wonderful thing to do. But what's amazing is, no matter where I've gone, no matter what language it is, no matter what culture that I've been in, the fact of the matter is I've seen Jesus meet the need of every person, no matter culture. I've told this story before and I'll be done here just a second. Several years ago I had an opportunity I went to Pakistan twice in a span of about three years. You don't know much about Pakistan. Obviously there's a lot of tension because not only is it a 97% Muslim nation, only 3% of that nation identifies as Christian and it's against the law for you to try to convert a Muslim. So the Christian population is very much a small population and it's very difficult. So the the last time I went, I had the opportunity to go out into a village and to speak and to minister to a crowd. This entire, it was really an entire village. Very different from what we would experience here in America. And so because of the sort of the Danger of the country, not only just internal danger, but because the fact of being an American, uh, it was very dangerous for me to stay near that. So for every every day for four straight days that we would have to take a two-hour van ride to and from the location. 
I've said this before and used this before, but it was very unique for me because when I got off the van, every time that we arrived, that the first thing that I was greeted with was two armed guards. They were not there to arrest me, but they were there to protect me. And so when I got off the van, I was met by two guys with AK-47s, and then there was this other guy that kind of roamed the crowd, kind of from the wild, wild west. He had these two tied down six shooter things on each hip and we were we 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 met in the village square literally it was this is just straight out of the bible felt like for me we met in the village square and there was no seating there was nothing there was it's just everybody set on the ground in the square houses surrounded us and there was guards walking the houses Again, they were not there to keep us in. They were really there to protect us. And while I spoke, there was a two men stood right next to me. Right here, if I stood up here, they would be standing here. Both of them, both standing there with guns. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about here. And I don't mean this, if you're from Pakistan and you know someone from Pakistan, Pakistan, I don't mean this to be offensive. But they have some of the most annoying music ever. I can't, I just have to give it to you straight. I love, I mean, my speaking of the people, I just, I had stood at, at the soccer stadium in Africa when I was 14 years old with about 4,000 Africans on the grandstand in, in Zambia singing in harmony. If you want to know what heaven feels like, you have, you can experience heaven by, by hearing that crowd sing songs. I had no idea what they were saying, but I just, it just lifted me. I didn't feel that way with Pakistan. I felt like someone was taking nails across a chalkboard and wouldn't stop. But even in the midst of that, we stand that in that in that place. You could feel Jesus enter in. One night in particular, uh, Pakistan has a terrible power system, notorious for power issues. One night, there's about a thousand people in the square. The lights go out. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm talking about pitch black, can't see your hand in front of your face. And you know what's amazing? They didn't miss a beat. They just kept singing. I didn't understand what they were saying. I couldn't have told you one word. I didn't know one word of what they're saying. But by what I could feel, I knew what they were singing about. I didn't need to know what they were saying because I just knew whose table they were eating off of. And you know what the matter is? I may not have liked the way their food was prepared, but I knew whose table they were eating off of today. My point I'm trying to make is today, you may not understand the table that's here. You may not understand all the food that's here. You may have to get explained what's that and what's this. But the bottom line is this. What table is in this place today? And I'm telling you today that we have a table prepared by Jesus Christ. And that when he prepares a table, the only thing that you need to meet your need is just a crumb. Would you stand with me today? Someone asked you, what kind of church was that today? To say, I'm not really sure, but the pastor preached a crummy message. (laughs) Because you know what? Today, too many times churches are trying to feed people that are hungry. And so when you try to feed, put one hungry, my children, I got three children. I'll end with this. I got three children. I've used this many, many times. Used it a couple weeks ago. 
My children, you can determine the level of their hunger by their pickiness when they ask, how, what would you like? Because when they're not really hungry, they're really picky. They don't understand why they can't have ice cream for an appetizer, ice cream for an entree, and ice cream for dessert. Because they're really not hungry. But when they're hungry, they don't care. They want food. Today, I'm not trying to appeal to your senses. I'm not trying to appeal to what you want and how you want it. All I'm simply saying to you today is that if you have a need, I know an answer. It lies at the master's table. But here's the key to this. Is that is something in you today that says, God, I don't understand all of this. He looked at her and said, you know, I haven't come to, I've come to the lost sheep. She didn't ask, well, can you explain that to me? Can you give me that? She just, she didn't even hear him. She just said, yeah, but you're still not getting it. I have a need and you've got the answer. I'm not understanding all this, but I have a need. You've got an answer. Today, I challenge you with this. If you've got a need, he's got the answer. But to meet that answer today, all you need is a crumb. I wonder if you could just take a moment right where you are as we close this time out before we move into a time of food and fellowship. If you could just take a moment right where you are and just close your eyes. I don't say that to be spooky. I don't say close your eyes so we can jump in front of you and make faces at you and you're not seeing us. I say close your eyes so that you can just take a moment and where you can block out every distraction around you and you can just focus on the fact it's just you and Jesus. Because why look at me? I can't help you. Your neighbor can't help you. The only person that can help you today is Jesus. And here's all I ask you to do. It's just a simple acknowledgement to him in your own words, however you feel comfortable doing it. A simple acknowledgement of Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I have a need today. Maybe you even feel comfortable telling him what that need is. But simply saying, Jesus, I have a need. And God, I know you are the answer. And I need you to help me today. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you in any way that, that, that we're going to somehow try to coax you into, into joining some kind of membership here. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm simply trying to say that Jesus is the answer that you need. But you've got to acknowledge it for yourself. I can tell you about it all I want, but you have to acknowledge today for yourself that Jesus, I have a need. And you're the answer. Can you do that with me right now just for a moment? You don't have to talk very loud, but I do implore you just to open up your mouth and speak. It could be a whisper, but don't just think it in your mind. Bible says if I believe, I speak. That when I have faith, faith produces confession. So I'm asking you today that you would take a moment and open up your mouth and say to him, God, I need you. God, I need you. Just take it. It's, it's simple. You don't have to be more elaborate than that. It doesn't have to be anything more, more, more scripted than that. Just simply ask God. Say, God, I have a need today. Maybe again, like I said, maybe you want to tell him what that need is. Maybe you're willing to be open and say, God, I have this. She said, I have a demon-possessed daughter. Maybe you can say today, God, I have this going on. I have that. Whatever it is, you don't, it doesn't have to. It's not, it's not simply about giving your life story to God. He knows your life story. But it's about the acknowledgement of the fact that you need Him. 
can just do that just, just two minutes. Come on, do you have two minutes out of your day to talk to the one who's the source of life? I'm going to ask you to do this if you would. Just reach over next to somebody right next to you and just maybe take them by the hand or put your hand on their shoulder and all over this place right now. Let's pray and say, God, every need in this place right now, we know that you're the answer. And Lord, we ask you right now that you would touch my neighbor, touch my friend, touch this 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 man, this woman standing next to me, God, like only you can. God, they don't only need today's a crumb, but that's all they need. Can we do that all over this place? Would you do that with me? Come on, let's pray one for another, just for a moment. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Father, every, every need in here today, every need in here today, every need in here today, God, you are the answer. You are the answer. You and you alone are the answer. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Touch every heart in here today. Touch every person in this room today. God, even the ones that don't understand what all this is about. They may have more questions than they have answers, but God, there is one answer that we all know is that you and you alone are the answer to our need. I pray in the name of Jesus, I lose your manifested presence. I lose your power and your love to fall in every heart and every life here today. That as we leave this room and we go home to our lives, that we go home knowing, God, that you are real, that you love us, and that you are able to meet our needs just like we are. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name. Come on, just another moment. Just, just two more minutes. Come on, every person in here today. I want you to feel God in your heart that you know when you leave here today that no matter where you go, that He's the answer. The only thing that I have to do is find the right table to eat from. And if I can find the right table to eat from, all I need off that table is a crumb. All I need is a crumb. God, I don't need a big loaf of bread today. I don't need steak and potato. I don't need a five-course meal. I just need a crumb. But I need it off your table. 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 Oh, I believe today that Jesus, you're my healer. I believe you're all I need today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you just sing this as a closing prayer today?